Hello, hello, dear listener. Today's episode, we're going to start off with something a little bit different. Um, I'm still playing around with how we want to format everything and and put things in, um, but definitely I want to share with you an announcement. Yes. So uh, if you are a follower of mine on the IG, then you would have seen that I have put out a statement as far as how I'm choosing to respond to COVID-19. I hope that is a helpful space in case you are confused or wondering why I'm doing what the next announcement is, (laughs) the Blythe Mitral's Lemonade Stand. So the Blythe Mitral's Lemonade Stand is a curated source of offerings that are mostly free and which helps people work through the process of making the most of this time. So there's a few different things with that. There are the lemonade sessions. There's the lemonade letters, the only thing that costs anything. And that's just because email coaching is very time consuming, (laughs) but it's done so at at a lower cost. Anywho, and so then we have the Pink Lemonade Social Hour. Uh, It'd be wonderful to see you there. That's going to be on Thursdays starting this week. So the first time will be on the 23rd, and that'll start at 6 p.m. Pacific uh, Central Time. No, Pacific Standard Time. (laughs) And then there is also going to be IGTV uh, series. It's called The Sugar-Free Lemonade Show, accompanied by a story series called And That's the Arnold Palmer, where I show you the daily tea on whatever's on my mind. (laughs) So anywho, um, those are some different spaces for you to interact with. Those are the things that I'm offering. I would love to see you there, but do you do what's right. And with any, ooh, without further ado, I'm just trying to do this in one go, guys. It's it's the pandemic flow. Am I right? Am I right? Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Jeez Louise, about time. From Blythe Mitral Studios, just off the I-90 trail in Beacon Hill, it's Spiritual Bitches of Seattle with Brittany Marie. Now here she is, the spiritual bitch herself. It's Brittany Marie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stop it. My ego needs it. Hello, hello, hello. Today I have with us the beautiful Sarah Ferris of Vibe Elevated. She is a fabulous consultant for creating emotional awareness and resilience in the workplace and beyond. Incredible. Um, she is a f- she is part of the Female Founder Collective. She serves a worldwide clientele and has collaborated with named brands such as Free People, Lululemon, Athletica. Is it Athleta? Oh, it's Athleta. Athleta. Athleta and the Riveter. Um, she's absolutely incredible. She has these amazing programs, which I'll have her introduce uh, to you because uh, she does a much better job than I do. Um, but that's but that's why I've brought her here. See, you can find all of this on her website, but I want to bring her here so we can dive in deeper because I met her at an event and it was just such a sparkle and I loved being around her and we were we were in this Enneagram workshop. It was fabulous. So anywho, Sarah Ferris, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm oh so my- happy to be with you. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, and the, the audience loves you. Yes, give it up, give it up. <laughs> 
fabulous. So I do want I do want the audience, you know, whoever's listening, you know, if they're if they're interested in that, you know, emotional awareness and so on and so forth, I would love for them to know how how they can work with you. Sure. Yeah. So I have been running my business Vibe Elevated for about four years now. And I have a bunch of different services and a couple different programs that I offer. So I would say anyone who is looking to learn more about their energy. So anything from um, if you're really empathic, if you identify as a highly sensitive person, if you are curious about learning more about your intuition, if you want to sort of discover and understand your emotion, your emotional energy more, the emotions of other people and how to not let those affect you um, in a in a strong way, I would say anything I offer could serve you in that space. So I offer an a la carte service, which mm-hmm. are energy sessions. Energy sessions are for people who maybe want to get an energy reading. So they're looking to learn more about their energy. It's kind of you've I'm sure you've heard that phrase, um, that talks about, you know, your energy is the first thing that introduces you when you walk into a room. Mm. All about that. So really learning what is that vibe that I'm putting out there, even though I might not see it or really understand what that is. Um, Understanding how your energy that you're kind of living in is affecting your physical health, your body. Um, Whether you're, you know, not dealing with stress, you're just holding it in, whether you're holding anger or grief or whatever it is, there's so many different things. So energy readings are to really discover more about the energy of the people, places and things around you in addition to yourself. And then in energy sessions, we also can do energy work, which is essentially a way of saying, you know, the energy reading is informative. It's a discovery session. You're learning. Energy work is about getting in there and actually moving around the energy that we talk about in an energy reading. Mm. So it doesn't matter what you're looking to do. You can just go and book an energy session and we'll figure it out when we meet. And I do everything over the phone. Like you mentioned, I work with clients all over the world. So it doesn't matter where you are when you're listening to this. We can work together just about anywhere. And we do everything over the phone. Um, It's just as effective doing it over the phone as it is in person. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It so is. Yep. So then another program, I offer two programs. So I have my leadership program and then the foundations program. The leadership program I designed for women who are in leadership roles or management roles. I have a certificate in women in leadership from Cornell University. So I'm super passionate about merging these worlds. Okay. Really, really uh, excited about helping empower women to leverage the strengths that come natural to us. I find a lot of women are in male-dominated work environments and feel like they really need to pull on those qualities that are more naturally in existence for men than they are for women. It's not opinion. There's a lot of research that's been done around this um, of, of behaviors and traits and qualities that just happen to feel more intuitive for men than they do for women. Mm. And as women, what happens is we try to step into that energy and we end up depleting ourselves and, and hitting walls and feeling super burnt out and really just not living from a, a place that feels authentic to us. So the leadership program is meant to help women feel like they have better tools and skills to use what is natural for them and allow that to sort of leverage their power in a very feminine way, but Mm. just as effective as the way that men can. It's just different. Does that make sense? Oh my gosh. Yes. And just a side note, um, I just finished the office. So as soon as you said Cornell, (laughs) I thought of Andy Bernard. Oh my gosh. It just brought like, oh, some more light in my life. I love that you're (laughs) I mean, I know we have one more thing to go over, but uh, I just love the energy that you present as you share this with everyone. I hope that yeah, I hope that everyone's able to feel this. It is just so beautiful. I, I will talk about the program, but on that note, I yeah. I really spent my whole life like leading up to doing this work in that place of what the heck am I meant to do? Like, mm. what is my purpose? Why am I here? Yeah. I, I mean, even as a teenager, I would, I remember calling up my girlfriend at, you know, like 11, 12 o'clock at night and just having these, these big conversations because it just, it wasn't clear to me 
what my calling was or what I was meant to do. And it's really, really important for me to engage in work that feeds that piece of me, that I feel like I'm doing something that's meaningful and impactful and helping people to positively change their lives because I didn't know that I was highly intuitive until I was 25 years old. Mm. I had no idea. And once you once you step into that space where you're really able to see see yourself for who you are and the natural gifts that you have, you can start living your life in a very different way. And my life today is completely different than it was before I really understood and came into my gift. And if I can help people, if I can help point people in that direction, my work is done. Like that's enough for me. So I, I just know how important this work is. I, I'm super passionate about it and I love helping people uncover and discover their true selves. It's, it's such a gift to be able to help other people in that space. Yeah. And I love that you shared that you had no idea because we haven't really gotten into that space just yet, that you had no idea that you were this intuitive person before you were 25. And I think that there's a stereotype, and I don't know if it's from like the television shows that we watched, like Sabrina the Teenage Witch or whatever it was, but there is this idea that I, at least I have run into with other people that, um, you know, well, I would have known this if I was a child, right? Like I would have tapped into this earlier. And it's possible that we were tapped in earlier, but we didn't know what that was. And so then it went away from us. And, you know, it's not just because you don't know until you're 25 or 30 or 40 or whatever it is, just because you don't know when you're in that youth space doesn't mean that it's not there, right? There's Mm -hmm. this stereotype that it's unless you're unless you're at a child and it's there and you're a child, then then that's how I know that I'm intuitive. There's no way that's possible because it wasn't there when I was younger, Absolutely. I One of the things I speak with my clients about is looking back on your childhood and, and honestly assessing the sort of the tone or just the mentality around intuition in your family of origin. Was it something that your parents were like, oh, no, I think that, you know, that's how you feel. That's great. Like, what else What else are you noticing? Versus parents who are like, oh, that's just your imagination. You're making yes. stuff up. Yes. And, and truly, like, the parents don't, don't come from that place in a negative way. It's mm-hmm. just they want to help ground their children in reality and help them make really logic, logically oriented decisions, which is great. We all need that. But and most parents don't have training in in intuition right. to be able to sort of <laughs> give those leads and those questions in mm-hmm. in a productive way. And I think a lot of people truly don't understand that intuition doesn't just have to be for people who, you know, sit around a crystal ball and use the tarot and burn incense. Intuition can be used by every single person on this earth, professionally, personally, and everything in between. It's it's a huge component that I think people are just starting to talk about publicly. It's not, mm. to your point, something that is as taboo as it was 15 years ago. At least I, I strongly feel like it's moving in that direction. So when we think about intuition, one of the things that I always talk about is, you know, think about what what that dialogue was like when you were a kid. Was it something that was encouraged or was it something that was dispelled and you learned very early on that you had to hide it? Because nine times out of 10, that's what happens. There are a lot of people, especially women who grew up in families and it's honored, you know, especially that's why I love working with clients all over the world. I have clients in Africa who um, it's, it's a normal part of conversation in everyday life. They're much more tapped into these ways about us. Um, and I think you've got to know where you're coming from in order to really be able to put the pieces together to understand how to lock into that piece of you. Mm. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. I think, I feel like this is a really good segue into your, into the foundations. Yes. Let's talk about that. 
Sure. So I've already talked about the energy sessions, the a la carte sessions that I offer, the leadership program for women who identify as leaders or managers or even entrepreneurs. And then the second program that I offer is relatively new. I launched it in September of 2019. It's called the Foundations Program. And I developed this program for anyone, women, but truly any, this is not gender specific, anyone who wants to learn more about how to use their intuition. Because what I found after doing this work professionally for so long is that people tend to have the same set of questions and hangups around the intuition. One of them being, okay, how do I know the difference between intuition and all the other stuff that's floating up around in my head? Um, and it can be really paralyzing sometimes, you know, when, when you are trying to make an intuitive decision in a, a major way in life, right? Maybe you're making an offer on a house. Maybe you're trying to decide whether or not to start a family or to get married to a certain person. Um, they're heavy, intense decisions. And if you don't use your intuition regularly, it's going to be difficult for you to feel confident in making those decisions. And what happens for a lot of people is they say, okay, I've got this big decision to make. This is what I think my gut is telling me to do. And then they listen to it and make that decision and it goes horribly wrong. They say, well, my intuition doesn't work. It led me astray. I can't use it again. I don't trust it. So the foundations program is all about helping people really lay the foundation to develop a relationship with their intuition so they can trust it. So it's just like a muscle, right? It's like if you want to start running, you're not just going to go out and run a marathon if you can't run a mile. The intuition is no different. So it's teaching you what to do, how to approach it, teaching you that the intuition isn't a one-size-fits-all thing. It is truly different for every one of us, and I think if you don't know that, it's that much harder to really understand and leverage. So it's how to use your intuition, how to leverage your empathy. Empathy is really just being able to feel and deeply understand the energy of the people, places, and things around us. A lot of women especially are highly empathic and have no idea. That was me. And once you do realize it, life can get a lot easier. But you need the tools and you need some uh, techniques in place in order to get there. And the Foundations Program is truly a one-stop shop for um, just learning more about your intuition, learning how to leverage it, understanding how to use your empathy. And one of the most important things is how to not take on the energy of the people around you. Because again, as women, one of our skills is being able to really sense and feel what's happening without someone communicating it to us verbally. And the downside of that is that we act as sponges. We just take on and take on and take on. And at the end of the day, we don't know what's ours and what is everyone else's. And it can be really, really difficult to move through life in an easeful way when you're taking on so much of what's happening around you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just, I feel like there's so many, you're, you're describing the program and do this before in your other, in your other services too. You're describing what's going on, but there's so, there's so much gems. (laughs) There's so many gems in what you are sharing and it, oh my gosh, I'm just feeling good listening to it. (laughs) Um, so I love following you on Instagram, but I, I mean, I love following all the beautiful people that I meet. Um, on Instagram, your handle is Vibe Elevated. And again, that's the name of your company, Vibe Elevated. Yep. Um, are you, uh, we, had talked about, we kind of talked about this before, but, you know, I think that you also have a LinkedIn and a Facebook where people can reach out to you. Would you, would you recommend, um, I mean, definitely go follow her, but <laughs> would you recommend that that is the best way that people connect with you or, you know, find out where you are, discover you, et cetera, et cetera? I think if you're if if this if this stuff speaks to you and you're interested in just connecting, I would actually recommend going on my website. It's just vibe v i b e elevated dot com, and you can actually schedule a free consultation. 15, 20 minutes, we chat on the phone. 
you can ask me any question you want. Like, what is, what would you recommend for me? This is kind of where I'm at in life. And I'm more than happy to sort of point you in the right direction. I think it's really important to be able to have a conversation with someone and kind of feel them out before making an investment in working with them. Mm -hmm. And also just to really understand, is this a good fit for me? Um, And I have no problem saying, you know what, I, I don't know that this would be beneficial for you or yeah, this sounds great. I would definitely move forward. So if you're really, really interested, I would recommend just get online, go to vibeelevated.com slash schedule, book a little consultation. We'll chat on the phone and I'll learn more about you and you can ask me questions. If you're just kind of curious, go on my website, sign up for my mailing list. I am always sending out um, little notes here and there. I'm reworking my email program for, for 2020. So I can't quite share yet what we'll be doing, but um, definitely sign up for the mailing list because that's where I announce new programs, new services, if I'm doing any special promotions. Um, And absolutely, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, You can always send me a DM. Um, LinkedIn, like you said, I'm, I'm on there as well. So I think the best way, though, if you want to reach out, just hop on the website. Um, You can shoot me a message. my email is Sarah with an H at vibeelevated.com if you just want to get my inbox right away. Multiple, multiple avenues of yeah. connection. Yeah. And I think that's important. It's important to be, um, for me in this space, it's important to be available in different areas because we all, no, no one has the same preference, right? And being available in those spaces. Um, do you find that you're, do you find that you really have a strong presence on social media or like how do you navigate that? especially as being this intuitive, intuitive person, right? That's a good question. I, I've been on social media since, since day one of, of the business throughout its many different iterations. And I've never really found, just to be really honest, I've never found my groove. I've been in times and spaces where I'm posting really consistently and I feel really organized around it. But that's never really felt very authentic for me. And I know that word is thrown around a lot and a lot of people don't like it, but I do. Because <laughs> they don't like the word authentic. Yeah, I've heard that so what? much lately. They're I like, use it all the time. Like I'm always dropping authentic. It's like people are saying it's like overused. And like what is authenticity? Anyway, I, I think it's a great word. I use it often because I really think it gets to the point of of a feeling of, you know, a way of doing something, but neither here nor there. Um, (laughs) it never really felt authentic to me. Mm -hmm. And I sort of, you mentioned being intuitive and being so open and being on social media, you know, I am the type of person and maybe some of you listening who are intuitive and maybe don't know it could relate to this. When I'm in public, like I feel the energy of people around me. I mean, that's why I have built a business doing what I do because I'm really good at it. But it's something that takes a really long time to learn how to turn down. And that's what I help people with when they're just coming into or just starting to realize that they're really intuitive or really empathic. They're wide open. They're feeling everything. It's a lot to process. So for me, even when I'm just out in public, I can feel the energy of the people around me. And it's really no different when I'm on social media. Um, You know, I, as an intuitive, have a pretty good BS detector and can really feel the root of, of a situation. I can see the surface of what's happening, but I can really feel and understand what's happening below that. So it can be difficult sometimes because there's a lot of activity on social media that isn't really grounded or rooted in things that I feel good about. I think um, there's a lot of people who run um, wellness-oriented businesses that just get super swept up in, well, I have to do this. I have to be on social media. I have to post twice a day. I have to have this schedule. And, And I think the message kind of gets lost in it. Mm, yeah. And I find too, like a lot of people in wellness businesses do not mean to do this at all, but actually I think end up making their audience feel less than in a way. I think there, there has been a shift. I do see a lot of people posting things that are really real and I very much appreciate that. But yeah, I just, I, love to write. I'm like a longer format writer. So Mm. the whole like quick snippet on social media, I just, I, it just doesn't, it doesn't gel with me. Not that I don't like it. I just, it's, I, I think, uh, I think I was born into like the wrong, 
<laughs> the wrong age. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I don't thrive on social media and that's fine. Yeah. I think that's fabulous. Um, you know, I, I just heard on another podcast, um, it's called, um, shoot, Mallory Nicole's uh, Abundantly Clear. That's what it's called. Anywho. So on Mallory Nicole's Abundantly Clear, she was just talking with someone else um, about how she gets, sometimes she gets lost on Instagram and she sees all these influencers and she's like, where's the, she's wondering where the consistency is. Do you actually believe in the products that you are now influencing? Are you being choosy about who, because I mean, they can make really good money off of it and that's their business, right? But if it's not um, authentic, <laughs> if it's not authentic, you know, where, where does, where does that lie? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think when we talk about social media and sort of the energy of social media, you always want to pay attention, like check in with yourself as you're scrolling through your feed, check in with your body. How am I feeling right now? Like where was my mood when I opened Instagram? Where is my mood now? Because I've just noticed with myself and I've noticed with my friends or clients, we can be feeling okay And then we go on social media because maybe there's something in real life that we don't want to process or we're just trying to sort of, you know, step outside ourselves for a moment. And then what we see kind of reminds us, oh, I'm not where I want to be. I don't have the things that I want to have. Like this person just got this promotion and and here I am still working in this role that I've been trying to get out of for years. Like there's inevitably something that's going to pop up that sort of reality checks you into what it is that you don't have. So I think a great rule of thumb is just to always pay attention how to how you're feeling. And if you notice that you're going on Instagram and your energy tanks five minutes in, then get off or <laughs> reevaluate the accounts yeah. that you follow. Because yeah. I think there is a lot of pressure out there to present this image that is not always entirely accurately reflecting what's happening on the inside. I mean, even for me, I, I post on social media for my business, but that doesn't mean that I don't have really heavy things going on in my personal life. And, you know, people might see that and say, well, she, you know, she's doing great, but here I am feeling so crappy. And that's, it's not the case at all. And I don't ever want someone to feel that way. So when I do post, I try to keep it really real and I try to provide a message that hopefully helps someone feel like they're not alone because mm-hmm. life is full of joy and happiness and wonderful things, but it's also really hard and really sad sometimes. And it can feel so isolating when you go on social media and see all these people having fun and doing these great things. If you're feeling a certain way, it can really amplify that. And that's the last thing that we need sometimes. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. I, you know, for me, I, um, you know, my most recent, as we're recording, my most recent posts um, came from a 30-day challenge that I did. And I posted... um, not every day, but I did post 30, 30 times <laughs> within a month. And, um, and that was, uh, ooh, that was a doozy. It was very exhausting. It was nice though. It was, it was a beautiful challenge because I was able to, um, really dive into what I wanted to talk about and kind of introduce me more and things that I was interested in as far as concepts, quotes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I want to do it again. Um, but you know, for me, Instagram, it's an online magazine. That is what it is. And, you know, you know, and I actually, when you were talking, I kind of realized that I I do, um, I have unfollowed a lot of people and some of these people I really love, you know, if I saw them in the street, I would want to chat and like, Ooh, do you have time for coffee? Let's just go do it. Right. Um, but I don't, I don't like what they post on Instagram or what I'm not on Facebook. So the only place I'm on is Instagram. So that's why I keep going to Instagram. Um, but I, you know, I, I did, I unfollowed them and it's, it's nothing personal. It's just, you know, I think it's great that you're a dancer and I do want to support you. And I would love to know when your shows are, but seeing your feed all the time of those, you know, dance pieces don't make me feel cause they're very, some of them are very dark and explorative and they don't make me feel high vibe. And I just want to be, I just want my feed to be only high vibe. So I do kind of channel it through that and, you know, being able to connect with people that I, that I want to see. But 
there are some individuals that I do follow because they're fashion, they're fashion influencers, um, who do have a lot of people that they collaborate with. And, you know, I'm never interested in what they're selling, but I just like knowing what outfit they put together, you know, randomly. There's only a few of them that I do, but I, I never read their caption. But then, you know, people like you or whoever else or, you know, um, Jenna, my life coach, Jenna Starkey, she's amazing. Follow her. Um, other people like that, I'll always read. I'll always read. I've been Indigo Corners. I'm always watching her stuff because it's so good and it's so Stuff's deep. Great. Stuff in Jenna are great. They're beautiful, right? And so I'll always stop and read that. But if it's, if it's something that I think like I'm not even going to be interested in, I just rolled by it. Thank you for the photo. I'm going to keep moving on. Yeah, it's kind of this filter that I automatically picked up. Yeah, and I think it's really important to to have that on you. And, you know, I'm also really surprised that authentic, going back a little bit, I'm surprised that authentic is now the new organic. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, because like, you know, being aligned and, you know, authentic, those are, those are two things that I spill out all the time and those are the things that I'm focused on you know anytime I present anything there's something very genuine in that for me I I don't know what the what would be another word be but genuine sincere genuine real authentic well real's um, overused I mean you, keeping I don't know it real can, yeah. yeah I don't know if you can like I don't know if there's a way you can win that down to earth yeah grounded yeah um but something about authentic I just I really like authenticity yeah and and like I don't know who doesn't Mm -hmm. I'm not really quite sure can I make that statement but I mean (laughs) I don't think I've met someone who isn't a fan of authenticity I think it's um it's just really refreshing it's it's something that we especially in the space of social media it's something that we need more of and I think there are a lot of people on social media who are really authentic they're really real and that's why they've built the following that they have Mm, yeah because they are upfront about the fact that life is not perfect and you know especially I I don't have children but um, a lot of moms on social media they're real straightforward about what motherhood entails and I think that's great I think there's a line for sure of you know being upfront and honest but not um, being too negative and like really living in that space. So it's for sure a balance, but, um, I'm, I'm all about authenticity. I think it's great. Yeah. Do you find, uh, you know, cause we talked earlier about how we are a sponge, right. And we absorb everything. And I think social media, especially Instagram, because the photos and the way that you go through it, I think it's very much, well, I know it is, it's an escape, for a lot of people. I mean, my guy is always on Twitter, right? He's very much in the political scandals right now. And so he's always on Twitter and I'm just like, oh my gosh, what an addiction. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I wonder like with the sponge concept, which is so true and, you know, as far as being within your intuition and, you know, talking about authenticity and, you know, within in your energy, right? Your energy sessions. Is, does social media, is that does that become like a prominent, does that become like a powerful conversation with your clients? I'm just curious. I think it's not a powerful conversation for the majority. Okay. I think I, I work with, I have kind of like two sets of, of clients that I work with. I've got one set who's probably like maybe like 25 to 35 age range. Um, who are traditionally more present on social media, uh, then it is a, it is a, a conversation for sure. And then I have clients that I work with who are, um, I would say, anywhere from 40 to 60. And so social media doesn't really mean much to them. It's, it's, not, it's not an issue. So I think when it does come into play, it's, it's really about being – honest with yourself about how social media is affecting your perception of the world because that's when I notice it most commonly really affecting someone's energy. I had one client who I worked with and she is very involved in social media and even though she knows like logically what you see is not always what's happening, she was being highly affected by what she was seeing 
feeling like she wasn't good enough, feeling like what she was creating and putting out into the world wasn't good enough because, you know, someone else was doing something similar and they, according to the perception that she was getting, they were so much further along than she was, even though the conversation I tried to to lead her to was, well, what if, what if there's something happening behind the scenes that you are not privy to? Because that's entirely possible. Mm. I mean, think about what we're as individuals putting out there and then what's actually happening behind the scenes in any facet of life, professionally, whether you're, you know, trying to talk to your mom and say, it's fine, I've got it, everything's under control. And then you hang up and you're like, everything is not under control. I mean, it's, we all do it, yes. right? It's not yes. just on social media. Yeah. So I think, always really bringing it back to what is the what is my perception and how is that affecting me and how is it affecting my energy because you could go on social media feeling really good about everything that you have and then see all of these things and walk away feeling oh maybe maybe what i have isn't that great um and i mean if you think about it from an energetic perspective if you're sitting at home and you look at a photo that elicits an energetic and emotional response in you. Now think about that logging on to an app and scrolling through potentially hundreds of photos in a sitting, what that's doing. No, you're not spending five minutes looking at it, but it's still bringing up some kind of response in you, whether you're aware of it or not. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, So just thinking about that and – you know, and further, you know, further along, like diving into your, you know, intuitiveness and, you know, being empathic, all of those spaces. Um, you know, for me, I don't know if you know this, but my, one of my main MOs, kind of like my secret MO that I, you know, weave into everything is I'm very big on the art of simpatico, living in the art of simpatico. Are you familiar with it? Explain it. Okay. Yes. So living in the artist simpatico, right? Um, you know, it's really, if you want to live a wholesome, fruitful, worthwhile life, it's all about living within your community. And what does that mean? So first serve yourself and then you can dive in with the people around you. Um, you know, uh, I had, uh, Emily over here, um, from web, from MD web, 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 cobweb MD. Oh gosh, I'll get it right. (laughs) You listened to her in one of previous episodes, listeners. But anywho, um, uh, she she said, save yourself, save the world. And that's been really sticking with me. And that's very true for the artist Simpatico. And so what that means is, you know, um, you know, invest in yourself, really fill yourself up, and then bring that forward. So the art, so the artist Simpatico, Simpatico specifically, right? So the energy that you bring forward into your community, and that's your self-defined community, right? So let's say you're religious and you like have a church or your family or your clientele or your friends, or maybe you have a bowling league, you know, whatever that space is, right? You have energy that you bring forward. And, and when you bring that forward, that, that community absorbs that and then it reflects it back to you and you take in that energy, and then you reflect that forward and it becomes this, you know, I'm doing an affinity sign back and forth right now. And um, it becomes this art of simpatico. And that's something that's really, it's really big for me because I feel like, you know, when you can invest, when you are intentional and investing that energy forward, you know, and again, it is important. It is important to serve yourself first. But once you have served yourself, um, don't overfill your cup and bring that forward. Now that can be in different spaces too. And there can be different things that you can get out of your community, right? There's, there's a whole different scope for that, which is a much longer conversation. Um, but the whole idea is, is, you know, um, you know, filling yourself up, bringing that forward, you know, reflecting it out and letting that energy come in and out with intentionally with that community. And, um, you know, cause if you only serve yourself in its entirety, um, what, what are you getting out there? And what are you receiving? What what gifts are you giving yourself? You know, it's it's it can be very, I think it can be very toxic to not live within your community, which is part of the reason why I'm making this podcast, right? There's so so there's there's lots of little different little gems there, and I'm just thinking, you know, um, with you and your work and how you you know uh, talk with your clients and the way that you direct them, I I feel like maybe that's something that's a part of your conversation, kind of in a different space and a different application, is you know bringing yourself forward to be able to have the energy come back and in. Do you feel like that's present in in your work? That's a really interesting insight. It is. Yeah. I doing 
doing this work is very much an exchange. I think that's sort of the this bigger picture piece that you're referencing, right? It's yes, yeah. about showing up and giving something back and having it be this sort of cyclical experience. Um, one of the things that I talk about in the foundations program, and it's so important, and I, I don't think a lot of people who introduce intuition or just how to take better care of yourself. I don't, I don't think they really discuss how to bring some tactical ideas into life to better enable you to be intuitive, for example. Um, when I was first sort of coming into this gift and learning what it all meant, um, I had to make some lifestyle changes because the way that I was living my life before wasn't really conducive to sustaining my energy in the way that I needed to, to be able to do what I can do. For example, like someone can just give me a first name of a person and I can tap into who they are, like qualities about them, personality characteristics. I can help you better understand how to communicate things to them and that takes a lot of energy to be able to do that all day long, to yeah. really step outside of yourself and to step into someone else's energy. It, it's taxing and it's, it's great. I love it. But I've had to really be super deliberate about my lifestyle from what I eat to how much I sleep to the people that I surround myself with and, and so on and so forth. Because if I wasn't so careful and just, um, you know, protective of my energy, I wouldn't be able to do work on the caliber that I do it, you know, because ultimately people are, are engaging with me to have very intense conversations. Yeah. Some people want to just do really light check-ins. How are things looking? You know, what do you feel is going on in the situation? But I would say nine times out of 10, they're heavier conversations. Anything from I'm at a crossroads in my career, you know, what do you feel like energetically is the next best step for me to, should I end this 20 year marriage? Um, really heavy, intense conversations. So it's a lot of space to hold and it's, it's a beautiful exchange, but it's also one that needs to be done responsibly because I've met a lot of people that do work of this nature, even though it might look a little bit different on the outside and they're not taking care of themselves the way that they need to be. Mm. And they're exhausted and uh, professionals, you know, people that are New York Times bestsellers, I've met them. I, I can, you know, I can sense their energy. I can feel what's going on and they're, they're com completely depleted, but they're, and they're not practicing what they preach. And I'm human. Like there are for sure days and times in life where I'm not doing what I should be doing, but um, it's, it's, I view it as just part of my responsibility of being good at what I do and really honoring the exchange that's happening because I I don't ever want to show up to a session and not give someone everything that I can um, because that does not feel authentic to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many times can we use authentic in this conversation? I don't know. I'll count it and I'll put it in the show it's notes. It's a game now. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes and I'll make sure it's an authentic number of how many times we use the word authentic. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, going on to that, you know, something I, I love to have the conversation of is, um, you know, how do you, how do you take care of your energy and hone in on it? And, um, for you, you know, I'm just wondering, are you a morning person or are you a night person? <laughs> My husband would for sure disagree with this. I think I'm more, if I have to pick between the two, I'm more of a morning person, Yeah, but not in the way that you would expect. I am a morning person in that I, I work well in the morning. I like to have productive time in the morning. Mm. I'm not a morning person in that I'm chatty and super cheery and no, I'm not a social morning person. I am a heads down, like mornings are when I'm most productive. I'll put it that way. Okay. Even when I was in college, if I had a big project that I needed to do, I was the only person that would set my alarm for like five or 6am and wake up in the morning to do it versus pull an all nighter. 
I am not a night person by any means. I am 75 years old. If it's, you know, <laughs> 9, 9.30, like I'm yawning. It's my witching hour. It's time for me to unwind. Um, I mean, I've probably already unwinded by that point, to be honest. I'm not a night person. Okay. I've n- never have been. Even when I was in my early 20s, I was like the first person to fall asleep. Like when I was a kid, I was the first person to fall asleep at a sleepover um, and get like toothpaste smeared all over my face. So I, yeah, mornings for sure. Okay. Do you have, um, that's funny, but I think, but also I think that's very true. You know, when I, when I think of like morning or evening, I think of like when, when do I get like my best energy done, right? Um, I don't, now that I think about it, I'm like, I, I, I think I'm kind of the same way, um, where I'm more chatty and I, and I'm, but I'm less proactive, I'm less productive in the evenings, but I'm more chatty and that's more like time to be around people. But in the mornings I can do it. That's great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's more so when I think like, okay, now's the time to get things done. Absolutely. Um, do you have a strong morning routine? Or do you have a routine? Like, would you would you say that that's more in the morning since you're more productive if you have one? I, d- I do have a morning routine. I don't really have an evening routine necessarily. So mornings, I wake up. I do like a quick scan of my email to make sure there's nothing on fire. Um, <laughs> maybe I cuddle my dog for a minute. Yeah. One thing I try to do most days is to rebound. Are you familiar with rebounding? I'm not. It's uh, essentially like a fancy word for jumping on a trampoline. And I have been doing it for, gosh, maybe like two years now, a year and a half. And I have a, I did spring on, no, no pun intended, I did spring on a nice trampoline, like a really good quality. Um, rebounding is one of the few activities that you can do that actually stimulates your lymphatic system. And I also find that it's just a great way for me to start my day because it's it's exercise, but it's fun. I have a morning show that I listen to and I put that on and I get on the trampoline and I rebound and I find that I'm smiling and laughing, you know, at the radio show, of course, <laughs> not just there in silence. <laughs> um, but it's a really nice, it's like a, just a, for me, it's a really nice way to wake up. I feel like it kind of stretches out my body, it gets the blood pumping and, um, it helps me feel like, you know, even if it's we're in Seattle, so it's raining often. So even if it's raining outside, it's something that I can still do. Um, I'll even hop on my rebounder in between calls if I'm feeling like my energy took a little bit of a dip and I need to kind of bring things back up. So I do that. I, um, you know, like, of course, all the other things like wash my face and eat and stuff. Yeah. I have like a very extensive beverage routine. Oh, okay. Um, I do lemon water. I do fresh celery juice every morning. I do this like morning smoothie. Um, that's like a big, big time commitment there. Um, and then I have a bit of a spiritual practice that I do. That's something that I've been doing for probably three years now. It's not something that I always did. My a mentor that I worked with years ago, um, still a very dear friend, sort of brought this idea of, of prayer up. And I, I was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school my whole life. So when she said prayer, I was like, no, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) no, I'm good. You know, been there, done that. Um, and she really challenged me to kind of explore why I had that resistance. And, um, I'm certainly not suggesting that, you know, prayer is right for everyone and I don't always do it in, you know, a traditional sense. I do it more as a spiritual practice, not as a religious practice. So it's something that for me has been really instrumental and um, has really surprised me by how, gosh, how impactful it's been in my life, how um, powerful it's been just the way that I can feel going into it and the huge difference I notice when I'm done. So I'm a big advocate of coming up with some sort of spiritual practice that you can do in the mornings um, because I think it's just a really nice way to set the tone for your day and Mm. and help ease the baggage that we all feel um, that we're hanging on to. And then I, if it's, if I'm being like really great, then there's like a little meditation thrown in there. But Um, I'll usually save meditation for like afternoon when I'm like three o'clock when I'm starting to kind of feel that little energy dip or if it's just like the day's stressors are kind of building up. Um, 
but I I really enjoy my morning routine. It's not, I I work from home. I run my business out of my home office. I'm very lucky. I don't have to commute anymore. Um, get in the car and fight traffic. So I yeah. I have the luxury of time. I'm able to do that. I know not everyone is. Um, but it's it's something that I've sort of tweaked over the years, and it's always evolving. Um, but I think having that time to really make sure that I'm putting good stuff in my body right away and that I have a moment to sort of connect with something bigger than myself, those are two things that are – and the physical exercise. Those are three things that are really instrumental to my day. Wow. Well, first off, the rebounding um, – I have a really strong morning routine um, where it, it takes – if I do it, <laughs> you know, it takes me like an hour and a half at least to get through. Um, sometimes longer if I decide that I want to do like a walk and like an exercise video or something. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I'm just listening to the rebounding and that sounds so fun. <laughs> I, it's great. I, um, I can't recommend it enough. I started out with just like a cheap trampoline from Amazon and I was like, okay, Sarah, if you can do this for 30 days, then you can prove to yourself that you can stick with it and keep a consistent routine. So then I got a really nice one, um, a Bellicon, which are like, it's like the Cadillac of rebounders. Um, definitely something to work up to. And I, I will have this for the rest of my life. It's so fun. And, um, yeah, I can't, I really can't say enough good things about it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, I'm just curious, do you do like, do you do crunches or not crunches? Do you do like squats like while you're jumping or do you just jump? I just kind of, I just kind of go. Um, <laughs> there's a, there's a woman who teaches, she owns like a fitness studio down in LA. Um, I think it's LEK Fit. She does exercise classes using a rebounder. Those are more like, it's super intense. It's fast. You do like jogging and kicks and stuff. I mean, sometimes I will like incorporate a couple moves from her class, but I'm more doing it um, just to kind of like wake up my body. Mm. So yeah. usually I just kind of let my body do what it needs to. You know, I just kind of, it, it really depends. I feel like I fall into the same, same movements though. You can do like jumping jacks. You can move your arms around. If you want to get some light weights and do some arm exercises on there, go for it. It's just, it's really, I am big on like, I don't want, how do I say this? I think I've thought, I've reflected a lot on life and what I've realized is that the, your random Tuesday morning can like often have the sweetest moments. It doesn't mm. have, we don't have to live for those like big life milestones in order to find joy. I want to create moments of joy in every piece of my day if I can. So I really want, like, I don't, if I knew that I had to wake up and run five miles, I wouldn't be happy about it. I don't like running. It's not something that makes me happy. I've tried it. <laughs> it's just like not a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to wake up feeling like, oh, I don't want to have to do this. Like I want to feel excited if I have control over that about what I'm going to be doing. And it's something that right away makes me feel free and expansive and um, it's a good way to work through stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of just find, like really looking at your day and thinking about, okay, what am I doing now? How could I tweak those things so that I enjoy it just a little bit more? You know, even if I'm sitting down to pay bills, maybe I have like a great candle that I light just when I'm paying mm. bills so that it's not a completely dreadful experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like you've spoken to a lot of things today that um, I'm going to have a session with Jenna later today. And I'm like, ooh. A lot of things are coming up for me <laughs> that I'm like, oh, I want to talk about this. Then I want to talk about that. Um, I don't know. This conversation has been so rewarding and I don't even know like how deeply um, we've even we've even really dived in. I am, you know, as someone who is active, you know, in the Seattle space. Right. Um, I'm just curious. How how do you view community? Like how how do you dive in with that, especially working from home? Right. Where, where's your scale on that and how do you approach it? Community is, is an interesting topic in the space of energy for me. I, I acknowledge that I'm probably 
more I'm not I'm not that typical in that I I actually really like to work from home um and whereas a lot of people I think need to be in an office at least one or two days a week um and I certainly you know I I recording podcasts I have meetings so I'm not like completely isolated at home but I am on the phone all day long with clients so for me that really feeds my sense of community because I have a lot of return clients, a lot of repeat clients, people that I'm connecting with on a weekly basis. So I don't personally feel the need to like go and be in an office space and and see the same people every day because I, I get that at home. I feel that satisfaction. Um, in terms of like the greater sense of community, to be really honest, it's been, it's been difficult for me to find community here in Seattle in in this sort of professional space mm. because I find that it's usually sways into like a like a very woo-woo area which I am certainly not judging at all yeah at all I think yeah. it's lovely but it's not me okay and I um like for example a couple years ago, I was doing readings at East West Bookshop. Are you familiar with East West? I've, I've never been there, but I have heard of it. It does sound fab. So I was really lucky. I had um, a great gig there doing readings. And it's, you know, a really respected institution in the Seattle area. It's where Deepak Chopra comes when he goes to town. So it's very much a hub and something that, you know, five years ago, like I never, ever thought I would be able to be doing readings at East West. But, you know, there I was. And that, I think, for many people is a big community. But I, I didn't feel good there. It just did not feel right to me. So... It's been it's been a, more of a challenge for me, I think, to find a community that feels like a good fit because, again, I am so uh, – I'm a feeler. I feel everything. So I'm so sensitive to those, like, underlying things. And I think I have found my greatest sense of community in my clients. I, my clients, I, I'm really lucky. They're amazing. They've been my biggest teachers, even though they don't know it. Um, <laughs> I've, I've had some amazing, wonderful, dear friends come out of, of my client base. Um, they're people that are always challenging me and, and helping me to think and step outside myself. And, um, that's for me, my community. And I feel so lucky to have them because, um, without my clients, I wouldn't be able to do this work that I love so much. And really I feel live out my purpose. So that's where I find my community right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's lovely. That's wonderful. Um, no, I think that's great. It's just everything that you've been speaking to, um, you know, and like I said, like I said, right before that, um, you know, I, I don't know how like really deep we've dove into, but I feel like it's been just at least for me as someone who's here in this space with you. Um, I've really just been loving it. I feel like, you know, um, and it's also nice cause I think I'm normally, um, someone who, uh, brings more energy to a conversation and I'm just here listening and I'm just, I'm just in awe. <laughs> I'm just taking it all in and I'm having a good time and I'm relaxing here in this chair and, um, I really, I really enjoyed our conversation and the way that we, that in the level that we have dove in together. Um, but that was, I mean, I, I knew when I met you right at the Enneagram workshop, I just knew that like your energy and what you're bringing forward, I was very much about it. Um, and you know, and you I mean, you've spoken earlier where you can like, you know, the way that you can read and you can hear someone's name and dive into those spaces. Um, you know, for me, I, and you know, some people view this as very judgmental, but, uh, you know, in the past, I haven't really honed into that, that skill yet, but I have been able to read energy. And there was one point in my life, it was, I think this was like just last year, not too long ago, where I just like, I would just see energy and like the way that it radiated from people or like the way, like the wavelengths of it, or that's how I would see it. And especially at that time, um, you know, I was, I was much more active and social <laughs> and I go to these places and, uh, I could see someone from across the room and I would just know like, mm, I do not need to be talking to that. Com I don't need to be talking to that person that I need to stay away from that person. Like I, and then sometimes I would end up talking to them, but I would make sure it was very brief and it was short. And I like knew to back away. Cause there was something about that person that was not, 
in line with me and that was going to serve me and in fact maybe even be toxic towards me. Um, so hearing you speak to your experiences and, you know, being intuitive and whatnot, um, I think I, it's, it's, I just got this book. It's called, I think, The Empath Experience. I don't know if that's the right term. I'll put it in the show notes. But that's something I've been wanting to read into. And I don't know. I feel very inspired by our conversation. This makes me want to dive in more. <laughs> I think, like, what you the example that you gave of being in a, in a room and just sort of reading the room and who should I talk to, who should I maybe steer clear of, that's a life skill that I think most of us can benefit from mm-hmm. because we are – completely inundated by decisions in the world around us from the second we wake up until the second our head hits the pillow at night. And it's really overwhelming sometimes. And being able to intuitively just say, you know what, that person over there does not feel like a good fit for me and not have to get into our head about it. Yeah. Or even take it a couple steps further and get sucked into a conversation that's going to completely drain us. Um, that's a nice, that's a nice thing to be able to do. And that's why I am so passionate about sort of helping people understand that intuition doesn't have to be something that's just for people that again, burn incense and do tarot because it can be a, a tool that can be utilized by everyone in so many different life situations. And it's, it's truly just here to help us be better people and build more meaningful lives. So why not use it? Why not take advantage? Absolutely. You know, just be able to dive into the energy that you have and the way to use that. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so on that game. (laughs) Um, yeah. So we know where to follow you. And again, this is going to be in the show notes in case you missed it when we talked about it earlier, but we know also that the best way to get a hold of you is just to send you an email at Sarah at vibeelevated.com. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, I really enjoyed having you here. Uh, do you have any, do you have any last bits that you want to share? No pressure. Ooh, last bits. <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I think, um, you know, one of the, one of the things that like, if your wheels are turning and you're interested in this, just start to notice how you're feeling throughout the day. That's a great way to sort of start to self-explore your energy. Yeah. Um, you know, of course I would love to work with you, but I want people to start doing this on their own. I give people tools and techniques in session so that even when we're not working together, you can still be growing and learning because that's something that is really important to me for you. So just start checking in with yourself during the day. How am I feeling? How am I feeling after I spend time with this person? Um, let's say I've hung out with, you know, Anne five times this month and four out of five times I feel completely depleted pay attention to that it's your body trying to send you a message and trying to give you information um and and the more you start to honor what your body is telling you the more it's going to come through with different and more rich information for you to use so use it it's there I love it. I love it. Okay. And the audience loves it too. Oh my gosh. Yes, please, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. Well, this won't be the end for us, but this will be in for the podcast. And until next time, talk to you later. Bye.